Oh, hello. Uh, this is Josh. Welcome to the Lunch Break Show. I was digging that previous bed we had on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, you may not have heard it. Uh, do we have that again? You probably caught a little bit of it. Uh, yeah, I can pull that up. Yeah, one please. Second. Yeah, please. That was uh, that was putting me in the mood. <laughs> Turn that back on, please. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Uh, Let's go back was, to before we were doing the show. I was digging, I was digging those tunes. That's a good one. It's a good way to start off the show. A little bit of a... Uh, yeah. You like that? A little bit of re relaxation. I can dig that. So this is, again, the Lunch Break Show. It happens every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, right here. Except for next Friday, tomorrow. Nope. Nope. This Two coming Friday. Two days. Good Friday. We're off Good Friday. There we go. Uh, and we won't be on, on the show then. But we do a show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, normally on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, I'm in studio, as always, with Zach Lewis, Matt Stoker, and Anna Xavier. How's it going? It's going. How are you, Josh? I'm doing good. I, I, I like the lineup of the topics today for the show. I think we have a pretty... Pretty solid show today. We're starting off with a pretty hot, with a pretty hot, uh, hot topic. Well, hold on. Am I gonna have to be the one that points this out? Since uh, clothing news is the hot topic from upstairs. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, gonna bring it up. I wasn't gonna bring it I up. So yeah. Look, I'm just gonna let. I'm just gonna let our viewers look here. I'm just give me one second. Camera one. Camera two. Camera one. Those appear to be the same shirt, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. It. Mm. That's what happens when you, when you, you know, shop at the highest, at the highest end stores in all of Dallas. It's true. Um, yeah, uh, they only made two of these shirts. You're looking at both of them. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, um, it's elite. <laughs> it's not. I'm trying. I don't. I don't think they're not the same brand. <laughs> it's pretty close. No, to the one same has shirt. this. Is is like one you can a see a white square. tag. Clearly right. a white tag. This there indicates that it is not the what, same. What shirt. what brand is yours? I don't know. Um. All right. Can, you check? You can, can you check? Do I? I should, I, should I check? Yeah, you can look. I Mine's Hawker This is Target, whatever they do. Oh. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to say I buy clothes from Target. And if okay. you are. Like Massimo. Um, yeah, you're not welcome <laughs> here. <This> <laughs> <is> <laughs> Shut up. No, it's not. It's like Columbia or something. I don't. Yeah. yeah okay, let out. me check. I need yeah, to please. check. Do you mind? Please, can you? I can't. Yeah, we can turn on my, uh, my soundboard. Goody, goody fella. Good fella. Good fella. Good fella. Oh, there we go. That's it. Good yeah. Fella. Good fella. <laughs> uh, mine's mine's Hakurai, which is a uh, a uh, strictly a uh, Stitch Fix brand. So thank you, Stitch Fix, for styling me the nice. way that I am. Mm -hmm. How much did uh, well, no, it's Stitch Fix. I was gonna say, how much does your shirt retail for? Let's get to the bottom of this. Uh, I, th I I think it retails as Stitch Fix for like fifty or sixty bucks. Oh, really? Oh, high society. Um, well, that, that includes stuff, though, right? Or is that just a shirt? It, it comes in a gold wrapper. Oh, no. Oh. No, yeah. uh, no it, it, it comes in a, in a box. It's just this, the shirt. Mine came in a plastic bag from Target, and it is $29.95. So, so, really, if you can't, not tell, that far a, apart. If you can't, pick, if you I, can't tell a difference, then he is the clear victor yeah. in this. Um, <laughs> so excited to be a part of this. Moving, moving on. Uh, let's see if I can get my, my soundboard. There we go. Uh -huh. You'll notice the music playing in the background. Uh, there's a story out of Canada that I thought was fascinating, and it's one of those... So we bring you traditional Canadian music. <laughs> no, no, no. Bring you French music. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm getting there. Uh, Shouldn't we get, like, Justin Bieber or, you know, Celine Dion oh, or yeah, something? Oh, yeah, that's true. Hell. Got an Ace Ventura drop. <laughs> yeah. Those would have all been great. I went with... <laughs> But I love that. And with this. No, yours matches the story. Yeah. So true. A, a man who happens to be French, by the way, 
a man in in Canada mm-hmm. of French heritage um, got fired from his job, and he's claiming that. And I've never heard this term used before, but that the firing was a wrongful firing because of culture reasons. Mm. Their culture discrimination. Their discrimination against his culture. Uh, that's terrible. Canada, that's horrible, terrible. Horrible. Get your stuff together. Yeah. Uh, offensive, no excuse for it, except what he was doing was being rude. And he says, in France, it's okay to be rude. Right. And it's part of my culture to be rude. And that's why uh, I shouldn't get fired for being rude. There's a country, I don't know if it's Germany or Japan, because cultural insensitivity just seems to be our bread and butter on this show. Those are very close. <laughs> One of them, uh, you, it's, it's, it's like normal i think to what like burp after a meal right yes uh yeah i believe that's japan that we're japan does that. Yeah, yeah i couldn't remember uh i it's it seems insensitive here right but there it's like normal this man is making the claim that being rude in france is so boilerplate that when he does it here it should be accepted because that's sure. that's how french people do yeah. things that's what you should expect. Our global correspondent, Anna. <laughs> the only person who was not born in an Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about this? You see, I'm in a tricky situation because my husband is French, and whatever I say here may haunt me on my way back home. D- does he watch so, the show? Yes, he's oh, watching now. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Step well, one of the lunch break. Don't let your significant <laughs> other watch the show. No, yeah, that's, Don't tell them it exists. Fan. No, yeah, well, can't he's, watch. He's been, he's been watching on, on replay after the show, so it's actually the first time he's watching live. So I'm like, oh, darling, I'm sorry. Oh, no. So, all right. Um, yes, it's French people are commonly known for being rude Abrasive. or being perceived as rude. Yeah. But I was reading, so the BBC actually wrote a story on this saying something like along the lines of do people do uh, are french people really really that um you know rude or is it like cultural so you know it's one side is oh are people being rude or being direct Mm -hmm. and one of the big things is french people will just tell you what they think yeah you know they're they're proud of being french and you know i like it or or you know or i don't and i will tell you when i was in paris on vacation uh, I, uh, I think you guys always Important make fun point. of me. You guys Important always make point. fun of me when no, I say that. I, I, so. There's nothing wrong with no, you traveling. No, you always say stuff. So anyway, I just made the joke first. Yes. Uh, when I was on vacation in Paris, I, I found that uh, people weren't rude. Uh, they just don't suffer fools. Like they here in here, especially in the South. We're much more lenient, and we give people the benefit of the, of the doubt, and we're always like over the top nice. Oh, bless your heart! For customer service purposes, yeah. Like Correct. we go, oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it, even though you're being, you know, a jerk. I think the same could be said for uh, about French people as as you do for New Yorkers. Exactly. Right. Like New Yorkers are t- typically seen as very direct. Uh, you know, they're nice in their own way, but. Um, they don't have they don't have any patience for people who waste their time or yeah. whatever. Which in New York I understand because New York is a hustle bustle, always moving. Yeah. And in 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 Paris I didn't see that. It wasn't a hustle bustle. It was just a, they have no reason. For I don't it. have time for you, <laughs> like as a person. Yeah, sure. I agree. I've I've been to France and in, in, I've been to Paris and people were very rude there. Yeah. Very rude, like. Ugh. Almost like, oh my God, is that really? that bad? Yes. And then you go to other parts of friends, and people are lovely and friendly yeah. and kind. And you're like, oh, okay, what is with Paris? Yeah. yeah. In Toulouse, they were great. 
Everyone yeah. was nice. It was they're oh, oh, like accommodating. Uh, I can't speak a lick of French, and they were fine with that. Like we we battled back and forth with some really bad Spanish, and we got through. Uh, but but in in Paris, it was like if you obviously they look at me and go, "You're an American." you're not like wearing like solid black and a red b- b- beret and the baguette uh, and the, the arm, <laughs> yeah, the you the know, arm, riding a small bike. You know, you're, not, you're clearly you're clearly American, and they, that sounds like, like a stereotype. It was, yeah. Uh, and they have like this like sense of like I know this is going to be a hassle to deal with you, uh, and I would try like I would have my little like book and I would like try to practice ordering in French and all, but it was I'm god awful, uh, and so I think it was easier for me just to be. Like, I hope you speak English, and you do. Okay, great. Uh, and let's just work off that. But yeah, every place I went to, I was on edge, kind of like when I'm at like a like a deli in New York. And if you don't have exactly what you want when you get up there, next person. Uh, so I was always trying to like be prepared because that that anxiety right. of, of having to order in Paris. Don't waste time. Yeah, like uh, I want this and this and this. Uh, I don't yeah. think that's limited to any any one country though. I mean, you, yeah, we both worked uh, food service gigs. Like you've had people you've had to help out who can't really speak the language or from out of town or from out of the country. Um, I always look at it as kind of an endearing thing. Like you're trying, you're you're, you're expanding your horizons. Maybe that's that southern comfort that's you were that talking about. Comfort, yeah. yeah, that's we take it easy because it's like, well, it's fine. You're doing your best. We're all getting along. But yeah. I guess in France, they just, they just don't feel that way. Not in Paris, I guess. But Not in honestly, Paris. I got actually. I went when I was living in London. We went on kind of like exactly doing you know cafe service. So we went on a little tour from the Parisian cafes. And um, we were we we're like 20 people, and I'm the only one that actually kind of speaks French at the time. And um, I'm trying, we are in a boulangerie, trying to eat our of course. croissant, yeah. obviously. And uh, well, I just got butchered for not saying the sentence in the right order. Even though nobody, no one spoke French. This lady stares at me in the eye and she says, not the right order. <gasps> Wow. So I was like, while trying so hard. Did you turn the table over and get up and go, I'm out of here? Yeah, was this an employee that said this? Yes. Oh, wow. She See, was this, the person serving us. Right. See, I think that wouldn't fly here because then whoever that nope. was would immediately be like, let me speak to your manager. Like, that, that would, that, that's where that all falls out. Yeah. That, that would get yeah. tiered out. But there, I guess it was just like, well. Yeah, exactly. Good like, Lord. Yeah. It, Oof. So it is, it is one of those <laughs> things, and, and I, I I I hate the fact that we actually have to talk about is this a cultural thing or not. I don't I don't, th- I don't think that. Do you? Yeah. Because he, he's suing. He found a a lawyer to take the case. Sure. Well, and, of course. And a he's friend suing, Canadian yeah, lawyer. And he's taking the case to court uh, civilly uh, that it, he was fired for wrongful termination and they're prejudiced against his culture. I don't think even if. And again, this is maybe my ignorant opinion. So full disclosure, uh, I think if you're in that society, if I'm in, if you're in France and that's the the rule in France, and someone's rude to you, I I went expect trying to be on my best behavior and trying to uh, adopt their custom. I think if you're in Canada and their custom is not to be rude to the guest, and as a waiter whose job is to serve the guest of the people of that region. Instead of expecting everyone to be accommodating to what you think, you should have to be accommodating to the masses. And that's my overall, like, approach to that. Especially if you are 
employed to be there. Yeah, yeah, like that is part of what you do. You wear a uniform. You take on a role. All right, like you don't. You can't just say, "Oh, well, that's part of my culture." Yeah. Or whatever. That, I mean, how far? Is that well, so Amanda on Facebook makes a good point. Where and I'm not sure what city this is in. Does it say what city this is in? I'm, or do we know what city this happened? I, in? I didn't read that. I part thought out. it was in. Um, let's see, wait, with V. Oh, like Vancouver? Vancouver. Vancouver. Okay. There we go. So maybe it doesn't apply quite as much there, but I know there are other parts, the more eastern parts of Canada, where French culture is very much uh, a part, of, like it's very much celebrated, and and uh, they take a, they make a big deal about preserving their French culture, and they want fr- uh, French to be the yeah the the national language, or at least the language of Quebec. Yeah. And so I could understand where you know in certain parts of the country where that might. That might be a little bit more of an argument where you could say, hey, look, uh, we're French here, and this is the way it goes. Now, I still, I mean, this guy's painting with a very broad brush saying, yeah. well, all French people are rude. Don't you know that? So clearly I should be allowed to. But It just goes back to like one of those things for me. Like If you're working at, in the service industry and you get fired for not serving people the way that the boss wants you to serve them, which is in yeah. the, like, cause there's restaurants here. Uh, like what's that restaurant in deep uh, in uh, like next to house of blues, Dick's. Oh, Dick's last resort. Yeah, resort. I was yeah. just thinking about that yeah. place. Yeah, Where yeah. I always forget that they're rude to you there. Right. Always forget. And that's like, their that's shtick. their bit. Yeah. That's yeah. their, that's their thing. And Are I, you the only customer that doesn't go there because of their fame? Well, no, it, on that? I, I used to go there because it was close to the House of Blues. And so when I was in radio and you would have a show or something you had to do at the House of Blues, you would go there before or after to like, get food. Yeah, it's that or Hooters, right? Yeah, That's and that, now they have uh, uh, Hard Rock. Uh, so like you have very limited selection. And so I would go... And I would forget. I would forget that they were being rude to you. And when they would come up and they would be rude to you, I was like, where Where do you uh, think you sir, are? Yeah. Sir. How dare you? <laughs> you know, I, I would get, I always, it would take me like a few minutes to go, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm here. Uh, so I'm always like, what in the world? Where? What bizarro world am I in that this is okay? Yeah. And so I, I just feel like, like, you know, unless you, that's what he should do is go find a job at Dick's Last Resort. He'd be, there he'd we phenomenal. go. He can yeah. be himself. So, but I, I, I don't think you can sue for being fired, for being rude to guests. Yeah. When that's your job is to serve them, I don't, right. I don't think if that's a, not if that's not the way the place runs, then you, you fall in line. Yeah. yeah, like you could be too nice to work at Dick's Last Resort, and like I just can't sure. be rude to people. Well, then you're going to get fired because that's right. what people go there to expect. That's the thing. Like th- this isn't a two way street, right? I couldn't. I, I doubt I would get fired at Dick's Last Resort for being too nice to somebody. And if I claimed, oh well, you can't fire me. That's just my culture. That's absurd. Like yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't go both ways. So you can't claim that like you're allowed to be mean because of where you were born. Like yeah. that that doesn't get you anywhere come on now and you have to know isn't canada known for like being just the nicest people ever like supposed to be yeah, yeah. They, they had to ask for their own yeah. like their own country from the queen of england like they like asked nicely if they could be free <laughs> you know like that's like their whole thing is like they're like nice and sweet yeah. And sure yeah that's the stereotype that's the yeah. stereotype of yeah. course but i'm saying that's a stereotype so if the french stereotype for being i mean rude, there are worse stereotypes right like yeah. being nice like you guys are awfully nice well how dare you <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so well, the whole thing. Uh, I'd love to read more feedback in your comments. Uh, but coming up next, we're going to be talking about uh, the four-day school day. It's happening in a major mall, uh, uh, major city here in the United States. I'll tell you which and what the results are going to be coming up next on the Lunch Break Show.
break show. Uh, so, I told you before, there's a school in Denver uh, that is doing a new line of school days. So, I've heard for a while that the, uh, the school days were trying to go year-round. That was going to be a growing trend, and year-round school is how they do it in other countries that, that are far superior when they do, like, global testing. I'm not sure how they do global testing, by, by the way, but they, like, rank how smart like high school students are mm-hmm. and and we we aren't like in the top 10 as as the United States. Uh, we aren't You don't in, say. Yeah. Oddly <laughs> enough, uh, not in the top 10. Which is which is hilarious cuz we think we're the best at everything. Uh, sure. It's because we are the best here at everything. In America. Yeah. Uh, we assume. So but no, we are are, are not and uh, we have um, lower and I think we we're like last I heard like a year or two ago we were like in the 20s. Mid to low 20s. Uh, as far as our national rank, as far as edu- education goes, we're a sharp bunch. Well, I mean, I think we have. We also have a lot of people, and so that that yeah. take into account. Uh, but as far as education goes, we're thinking about going year round. I know there's other other countries that which do that. countries? I'm curious. Uh, well, I'd have to look it up. Oops, um, oops, no, that's fine. <laughs> We were depending on you to bring this to that knowledge because you, you know everything about all the rest of the world. No. Yeah, that yeah we don't. I know we're going to talk about uh, the the four day. Yeah. Work week essentially, and I know that's like a, a topic on itself, but year round school. So, God, that seems, that, no. as, as somebody who was a student, that it's seems like, like a, a terrible yeah, idea. No, yeah. no, thank that you. sounds like the worst idea well, ever. Okay, but, but what it is is yeah, you please. get you get like a week or two off here and there. Mm-hmm. But what they say is that you know you lose a lot of your retention in the three months that you're out of school. Right. Yeah. So they say like uh, the people who are for are against year-round schools. They say the reason why you shouldn't do it is because the Scott, the cost of keeping the building open and cool and those kind of things sure. are astronomical. That's why you close down during the summer months, and that goes back to even before when there wasn't AC and it was just it was too hot to have schools. So you just like cancel everything. Yeah. Uh, but now that kind of holds true, and that's one of those things. But you lose so much of the knowledge that you don't transfer a lot of it over. So you're spending the first half of that year. Kind of like refreshing what you should have learned from the from the you know eighth grade or ninth grade or whatever it is, sure. and you're bringing that information over, and then now by your sixth week or seventh week, now you start learning what you should have learned week one. Right. Whereas if you had year-round school, you still get breaks, but you just go to school more often than than not. That seems like a, a very adult answer to a very childish problem. Like I don't think any kid ever thought like, man, the best memories of my life like in the classroom working hard. Like it's summer, it's summer but vacation for God's sake. That's like, the one thing you get about. when you're a kid. That's the thing. Yeah, you get you get two weeks in Christmas. You get a week for spring break. You get summer. Summer is the ultimate time for you yeah. to be a child and learn about who you are and what you're doing right in the world. What are you What are you talking about? Like, like what, what if you th- cut out summer and it's just oh we're gonna do things year round now. Like God, imagine how browbeat in that generation is gonna be. Right? They're gonna be miserable. What did you do in, during the summer that was so like? You like, ride your life? bike and you have fun. Think about every every movie about childhood, adolescence, yeah. or whatever. Like that, that takes true. place during the summer. Yeah, all the good stuff. You find dead bodies during the summer. <laughs> yeah, you go on adventures. You ride your bike places that you shouldn't. Yeah, everything cool happens in summer. That's when things. Yeah. That's, when, that's when things go on, right? Like you cut that out and you just raise a bunch of kids that are like, I just work year round and that's my life. Like, come on now. Yeah, that's just a, like, one of like the most proper proper work. One of the most Disappointing yeah. transitions, uh, or one of the most disappointing parts of the transition from childhood to adulthood is losing summer, right? It's like when you get out of fifth grade and like, oh, you don't have, you're out of elementary school, no more recess, that's just gone now. It's a bummer. And if you were to remove that whole three-month break, like, man, you're in, you're in a whole other place. Man, Facebook totally disagrees with me. 
<laughs> uh, it's one person on Facebook. Okay, let's, well, that makes let's me be, feel a little yeah, better. Let's be fair. Yeah. <sighs> really? Year-round school is a good idea? Yes. I'd, please I'd, please throw me some defense for this. Like, Help me see the light I don't, here. I, I think there's probably ways to do the, I, the way it is now where you're not idea. having to – You're not. I mean, just give them a summer learning course or something like that and not, not make them go to class so, all summer. I was yeah. wrong. This is our pretty. Yeah, we've gotten off the topic. Of Sorry, that's days. what I mean. I'm like, this but, is a whole no, other. But yeah. either way, there are already 3,181 school districts in the United States that have year-round school, oh. um, and a percentage of those. Uh, da, da, da. So, 10% of kids already have year-round school here in the U.S. Yeah, uh, and it's in 46 states in the U.S. I don't know if Texas, I'm sure we're big. I'm sure there's one of us that has that here. But the benefit of that is, is that kids are, one, more prepared for college, yeah. and they retain more information. So you have smarter kids uh-huh. who are prepared to actually get into the workforce right. that my first year of work, I was like, hey, when's spring break? Like, and literally that was like, a, like oh, yeah, you said, like, like, like you said. Well, that just sounds like your problem. Yeah, no, that's every <laughs> – that's everyone, their first, like, their first real job. You're right. Yeah. They go, man, we don't get, like, a big break in the middle of this. We don't get to, like, stop down. It's like we are in a European country that wants, like, this, like, like hey, we're going to go on summer holiday for a month and a half, and the whole town shuts down. Like, it's one of those deals. It prepares them for life. There's nothing that I did in, in, in summer that I couldn't do – you know, as well during the the school year. I, mean, I don't I don't know about you, but I was fine when I when I got to. I mean, it's not. It's one of those things where, yeah, I missed the summers off, but I wasn't tragically broken by the fact of not having a a, a summer break anymore. Like that's that's childhood, well, right? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't like yeah, crying was a in my pillow. Like, you're you're almost an adult. <laughs> like, what are we by preparing? Then, right? Like, what what are we having to prepare them for? Like, prepare them for life. Why? They're kids. Because there's no. You don't yeah. have to prepare kids. You do to have like give them a summer off. Yeah. For what? To to be kids. Because yeah. to, to what? be kids, to go we outside because. and look at bugs in the woods what and then screw around with their friends. Make what them pay that? taxes. Then <laughs> yeah. send them to work at the age of five. Make them pay <laughs> well, taxes. Put them back in the salt mine. <laughs> yeah, like get, get put those kids is, to work. What is one thing that you did in the summertime that you couldn't do on a Saturday? That you couldn't do on a, on a Friday or a Thursday at four o'clock when you were already I could spend out the whole of day outside? I could spend the whole day exploring yeah. outside. I I would I would travel with my family. All right, we'd go up to Michigan and visit. And that, you we can spend a month still up there. do that. No, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. It takes two days just to get up there. Well, That's fly. a weekend gone. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Done. I yes. guess if my parents are working all year round and I'm working hard too, we'll have fly. the scratch to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I, I, there, there's travel. You learn about the so, world. You broaden your horizons when you're sitting outside of a classroom. You explore. You learn things. I don't know. Like I. Why? Why do I have to defend summer vacation? That's I don't know. Like not I don't know. Summer, because you're, you're not defending summer vacation. Yeah. Everyone's entitled to summer vacation. Even when it doesn't you sound work, like it. Even when you work, you're entitled to summer vacation. But three months? Why not? It's the time to enjoy the, the distant family. I know people that would all go to like the lake house and just be with their cousins. You know. Learning, exploring, doing all sorts of fun things. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is like this attitude of only learning gets done in the classroom, right? Exactly. I mean, you do things over the summer. When would you have time to go to uh, some sort of camp and learn other things like that? I mean, I was in the Boy Scouts. We did a lot of stuff over the summer that we weren't, weren't able to do during the school year because we were in school. Sure. So, yeah, it's like that That gives you time to be become more well-rounded than simply just sitting in a classroom all the time and maybe having a week off every now and then, right? right. 
right. No, no, absolutely. You go to the, I don't know. You go to the local pool and you learn about human anatomy and you, you just <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Do, you do things that kids do. You grow mm-hmm. up. I We're guess. talking about Sandlot now. Is what you're going for? And but. Sandlot <laughs> happened in the summer. Yeah, like exactly. that's my point. Yeah, right. that things things happen. That movie would not exist without summer break. So right. the only cons on this, I'm sure, non-biased uh, site that I'm on, which is. Um, it's yeah. So it's just an education blog. Sure. Uh, is the only cons is that students can't have part time summer jobs, uh, is a, is a problem. But I had sure. a I had a job when I was in school, so that right. isn't. That. Is the economy just keep keep going? The only reason. Well, it's weird because right? what a couple weeks ago we were talking about like the two hour lunch break in Spain and like how yeah. great that would be, and that's taking right. time away from work for you to go out and do things in the world, right? And like we were all for that, but. This one, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air, I guess. And it seems like you're not like it's not just us. There are people outside of this room who are like, "Get rid of summer." I mean, Amanda's on Facebook right now, like, split the year up into trimesters with months in between. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe there are answers. The trimester thing's not bad. I hadn't so, considered that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I know. I know that there are are schools that do that. Yeah. You get like you get bigger chunks of breaks. So like you would get like three or four weeks here, two or yeah. three weeks here, but you don't get a three month block where nothing in the classroom gets done. Because mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to do is teach so that you can learn in other ways, but they're trying to continue the education that you learned in your classroom. And the teachers that I've talked to, which, again, your parents both come from educational backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I have a friend who is a teacher, now a principal, mm-hmm. and he goes, the hardest week is that first week because you're corralling these kids who have essentially been lawless mm-hmm. for, for three months and been able to do whatever they want and go wherever they want. You're having to settle them back into the routine of school. Sure. So that takes a while. Yeah. He goes, so instead of, of, of doing all of that, they just know this is the routine. You get two weeks here. But you haven't forgot everything that you were trying to learn. You're coming back into a continual educational system that prepares you for college, preparing you for life. You still get breaks. You still get to travel. Your parents can't take off three months when they don't work in education. My parents could never take off three months. So my summer was spent at home watching Matlock and eating, like, you know, microwave pizza. So, like, it's one of those deals well, that – And who would you be without that? Yeah, well, right. I'd be probably a lot thinner. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those deals that just, I just feel like that's the, the – the year-round school is a good way of doing it. Yes, I look forward to summer. I look forward to sleeping in and playing – video games but I didn't like go out and like go to museums or go to like art displays and better myself it was all just spent trying to like just relax which again what am I relaxing from I- I'm in school I have n- I don't know about <laughs> taxes or bills or like again like what are you what are you trying to decompress from well, that's the I, I don't understand why we have this need to make children be adults for like what, yeah. do, what do, like I didn't have a problem I, transitioning from high school into college in, into the real world I'm like, not I, saying go to the coal mine I'm just saying <laughs> like there there is some sort of sense of like sitting around for three months and doing nothing doesn't do anyone yeah. any good so here's an idea Diego on Facebook Uh-oh. yeah and I believe you know. He actually said the French conversation went well, and uh, you're safe to come home. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, he also said make it progressive. Keep summer off for little kids, and then progressively reduce that time as they get older. Yeah. So maybe when you get to high school, then you break it up into trimesters or something like that. Okay. It's it's looking at at kids in childhood through like an adult lens. That's what it is. Like you're you're assuming that well, kids aren't learning or doing anything. Like Andy said, the learning never stops. You never yeah. stop learning. It's never like. I'm just not going to learn anything for three months. Like, you develop, you grow, you spend time with your parents and your family that you would normally spend in a classroom. You travel. 
I don't know. You learn things. I, I really no. again. Your parents were edu- educators by trade. They were. And so I'm sure, like, my wife grew up where during the summer, her mom, who's a, a nurse, would go to, like, the teacher's, like, outlet store and buy, like, workbooks. Yeah. And she made a way to make them fun, but they would, like, work on workbooks at home on, like, a overcast day or, hey, you're taking a break from being outside. You know, work on these workbooks. And they were fun for them. And they, like, enjoyed, like, doing the workbooks. Sure. Uh, my parents didn't do any of that. Yeah. Right? And I, I think for a lot of people had more or less my experience, which is where I would wake up at like 11, have a, like two microwave burritos and a, and a Coke. Uh-huh. And then about 2 o'clock, I would go outside and I would play like roller hockey in the street for, you know, X amount of hours. And then that was that was, that was it. That was the day. Right. Um, I, I didn't learn anything. I watched Matlock and I watched Garfield and – I didn't learn anything. Well, I no, but th- those things shaped you into the person you are today, whether you meant them to or not. Like, those turn you into who you're going to be. You have that time to kind of develop your hobbies and figure out what you like and don't like. You figure out uh, things that aren't academic, you know? You liked Matlock, you like television, you like entertainment, and here we are streaming on the internet doing a lunch show. Like, it, it all falls somewhere, but right? It all matters. In school, I was in theater. I was in competitive, like, speaking debates. And yeah. so those, that's the same stuff. Like I was just, just more structured. That right. stuff so, exists in summer, though. Like you can get that stuff if if like you could do that stuff if you wanted to, or if your parents <laughs> wanted to put you in yeah. those things, you could. I just feel like structure is always a good thing. <laughs> we can go round and round, whatever. Yeah, agree. it's true. very circular argument here. Yeah. So uh, we have another hot topic for you uh, when we come back. We didn't even talk about the four day school. <laughs> Denver's having their kids go to school for four days. The opposite of what we're talking about. Hmm. The parents uh, are mad. Parents are mad because they don't get a day off. Uh, they, they don't get the fourth day off. So now they have to find child care for one day a week. Right. Uh, which is a, a problem, but the sure. same problem we're having with the year-round schools as well. Mm. Uh, like, where, what do kids do in the summertime? Parents always freak out that, you know, they don't know what to do with their kids. For me, it was, again, stay at home. And, just, yeah. you know, the TV was my babysitter. Um, but I would like to know what you think about that. We kind of spent most of our time talking about the opposite <laughs> of that. Either way. <laughs> When we come back, uh, an interesting article about staycations versus vacations and which one is better. As we come back on the lunch break right here on RNCN. Yeah. 
hope you can uh, mute out all my. <laughs> and we are <laughs> we are back. Uh, how's it going, everyone? Having a good day, as you can tell. Uh, we're in here with a ad for Musinex. Uh, Musinex Fast Max. Gentlemen, go ahead. Fast Max. Go ahead and introduce yourselves and and who you're uh, who you're with. You gave have your time to to pump your websites or whatever you guys want to. Yeah, Dave, t- after you. Tell us what you got going on in your life. What I have, got, I don't think we have enough time for that. But <laughs> just say uh, no, Gabe Apshire. I'm with Utility Concierge. Uh, good friends of the show. Just thought we'd pop in. Yeah, please. Right. We had you on last week. Yeah. yeah, jump in on y'all's discussion. And for you, sir. Yeah, I'm Steve Lemire. Um, of the Where's My Parachute podcast. That's right. It's becoming extremely famous these yeah, days. Yeah, it is, it, is, it is ripping through the Oh, airways. man, it's crazy. Uh, we, we have you guys in again. We love that you know you guys are always in, kind of popping around, hanging out with Jeff. Jeff uh, brought you down and surprised you uh, coming on the air. We were talking about an article that we read uh, that says it's more important to go on staycations versus, versus vacations. And I know you guys are world travelers. You've, I'm sure, been a lot of different places. Um, but do you find that to be true? I'll, I'll, I'll set it up by saying this. I know for me, I've been, uh, we go on like one big trip a, every other year. So like, you know, whether that's Asia, Europe, um, you know, um, Mexico, whatever it is, we go on like one one big trip, then we go on a, on a local trip the the other years. So uh, somewhere in the U.S., whether that's New York or San Francisco, whatever it is. So it's that, that, that's how we kind of pace things out. But we try to, at least before we had a kid, we've, we have a 10-month-old at home, and we haven't done any sort of vacationing at all because it's been just about, like, trying to sleep and whatever it is. But before that, every every other, every year or so, we try to have a staycation somewhere like Austin or uh, actually, like, staying in Dallas and, like, finding a part of Dallas you've never been to before, whether that's uh, downtown or whether that's Fort Worth. And it's a quick little trip, and it's a hotel stay, and then you're back, like, at the end of the week. And they're saying that staycations are better than vacations for your overall like, happiness. Would you guys – have you guys ever gone on a staycation? I would say it's more frequency, right? I mean, it's yeah. a commitment of how, how often you want to get away from everything. And so if, if you have the means to take a vacation every quarter, then that's awesome. But, I mean, a, a two-night getaway every quarter – would be would be awesome if it's a Fort Worth, Austin, whatever, just yeah. to kind of shut down and enjoy the amenities of the hotel and heck, just going to a hotel and you know staying in with the with the misses and the kids and yeah. swimming at the pool and ordering room service. But I think it's about the freak freak frequency in which you want to commit to getting away and resetting. So real quick, let's make our claim. This is a staycation which you still go somewhere. And so, you still stay somewhere. Let's say that you're not that staying was my at home. Question, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for our for our staycation that me and my wife have done, we've done three, uh-huh. uh, all pr- prior to having the kid. And one was in downtown Dallas. We live we lived in Dallas. We lived at like 635, 75 area. Yeah. We lived there, had a little con- condo, but instead we drove downtown and became tourists in downtown Dallas for two days. Mm. Had a ho- had a hotel, but we. Went to like Spaghetti Warehouse, walked around West End, uh, did the JFK tour. Never been to the JFK Museum before. You know, did the Reunion Ball. Like, did things that tourists would do when they're in Dallas. Went to a lot of art museums and just got away. Yeah. It seemed dumb to be 20 minutes away from your house, but there is. Like Gabe was saying, there's something about that disconnect when you walk into a hotel and you're able to go, I'm not at home. I have my laptop away. I have on my. I, I brought bathing suit shorts. Like we're gonna be here. Yeah. And like we can unplug. And it's a lot more cost efficient way of doing it. Yeah. And what a great way to get to know the city. So I would. Yeah, very see, I would still. I would still call that a vacation. 
See, I kind of would too. A, a staycation to me is you, you you go home. You stay. Yeah. And yeah. you just you don't you don't work, but you're at home and you're planting flowers or right. watching TV or something. Yeah, I think I think what you did is for me, how I would define it is like this weird like a hybrid. It's in between <laughs> the two. So it's, it's like not, a, it's yeah, like it's, a nearcation. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll take nearcation. That's not bad. It's uh, a stay nearcation. Yeah. yeah. So, stay in your cation. But for us, that's what they determine a staycation. So when, when you stay in your, in your town yeah. and you vacation okay. in your town. Uh, well, there's but, a lot of parts of the city that you don't go deep into. You might go to dinner downtown, but you're yeah. not you know, there and you get don't get to see the local shops and the museums and really just kind of be a uh, resident of an, a certain area of town for a couple of days. Right. You have something cool about that. I think if I was going to do... I think I'd rather, yeah, I, I, I'd skip the hybrid. I'd just rather save up if I'm going to take vacation to go somewhere, even if it's not that far. For sure. I don't know if I'd stay in Dallas. I'd go somewhere like, I don't know, Austin for the weekend. So, like, not as far. Like, the in-between. I don't know. Yeah, but it's... I'd uh, call that a vacation. Yeah. yeah if you're, yeah, if if you're you went traveling crashed, outside uh, of your immediate area. Sure. Yeah, yeah I guess that does count. So I don't know. So, yeah. I'd, I'd rather do something like that, but... I do see the value in what you're talking about. That actually does sound like a good weekend. Yeah. 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 So we did it. We did San Marcos uh, for spring break. The okay. last four days of spring break. Yeah. So that's close to a staycation, but it was yeah, it was awesome. We had a place right on the river and it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of those deals that because it wouldn't be practical to drive back every night. Right. And so that would again that would be one of those like vacational experiences. Vacational. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Vacational experiences. Good uh, what what's a hot tip for you guys? Like a spot that you've that you've vacationed at that you know is affordable but still fantastic. Ooh. I would tell you, uh, but not a but not a staycation or a staycation. Yeah, no, an actual vacation. Okay, so man, Guatemala is awesome. Ooh, Guatemala. It's 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 yeah. uh, it's very cost effective. The people are just great, and you can get there on a three hour flight from Dallas. Yeah. Really, direct you flight. Guatemala in three flight. hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never because that. that's how I felt about Mexico City. Because mm-hmm. Mexico City, we did uh, whatever the hotel thing where you like buy an area. So we bought off the main like the main strip. Uh, we got a five star hotel for like a hundred bucks. Uh, we didn't know the nightlife, so we just stayed in every night. Uh, so we would like walk around during the day and go to museums and the zoo, all the, all that kind of kind of stuff. Uh, but we came back to the hotel for dinner, and we would like just don't care about the price, steak and cocktails and wine. And I think the total cost of the hotel plus dinner was like three hundred, four hundred bucks for how many for, nights? For two nights, <clears throat> uh, <throat> which is yeah. So it's like one of those like Mexico City was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I want to go there. Yeah, as I just I just haven't got my uh, kidnapping insurance. Uh, <laughs> well, that's update. the deal. Everyone worries about that. And of course, my mother-in-law uh, has the mentality of um, if the worst could happen, it will happen. Uh, and so she was sending us articles about people who had been kidnapped and taken, all this kind of stuff. But it was always at like the shadiest parts of town. Wait yeah. a second. Wait a second. This from the guy that really just got that. back from Colombia. Oh, oh, oh. where was your kidnapping insurance? <laughs> Colombia, I, I had you with me, so I was yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Colombia is way more scary to me than, than going to Mexico City. Right. Uh, but they say like um, like the two kidnappings. One was a guy. They were having a protest in the square, uh, and one of the protesters got drunk and went into a bar and was like talking bad about the president or whatever. Uh, and a van pulled up and grabbed them and took took them off. Um, they said they were with the police, but <laughs> where was no, this? Like, Colombia. This, this, this is in Mexico City. Yeah. Ah, right. And another guy was stabbed who was an American, but he owed like 
thirty thousand dollars in gambling. Not debts. while you were there. No, no, no. This is Just, all like the weeks leading up to yeah, us going. You're she was, way like, more finding... likely to to die in a plane crash. Yeah. Than get yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she was like, she found the story <clears throat> of the guy who owed thirty thousand, and by the way, thirty thousand U.S. in Mexico City is a large amount. Oh, yeah. yeah. He owed thirty thousand in gambling debts and, and, and was stabbed. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that could happen anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but being there, I felt totally safe. The the coffee's phenomenal. The food is phenomenal, uh, and that was my like. Like best if you only have like a, a grand to spend on, on on a vacation, Mexico City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's on my list. Yeah, I've heard it's awesome. Gabe, yeah. how about yourself? Yeah, where would you go? Uh, Got any favorites? Yeah, I would say I love Austin. Yeah. So I mean, that would be more. That would be a vacation. I, I define yeah. a staycation as staying in your town, like you said. Sure. But just a quick getaway, Austin, staying on the east side of thirty-five, and just trying to you know get an airbnb and try to immerse yourself and be a resident so yeah my tip would be wherever you go you know if you want the five-star hotel experience great if not but get something when you're in a neighborhood and you can immerse yourself in the local food the culture the coffee and just hang out in the in the neighborhood that's what i like to do if i only have a couple yeah. of days last one we did was uh san antonio it's a good time you walk around the river walk you know, it's, it's it's not bad. Is there anything Antonio's to do good. besides yeah. the, the River Walk in San Antonio? Because I've done the River Walk a handful of times. There's Puff, a puffy tacos. Yeah, uh, I was gonna, I was going to say there's a little like Hispanic kind of section of the city. To there's SeaWorld. There's SeaWorld. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You ever yeah. heard of this place Especially called the Alamo? <laughs> That's by the River Walk. <laughs> What's yeah, that? Yeah, I never yeah. remember that. <laughs> That's the last the Alamo, kind of uh, yeah. staycation we did. With we went and picked up a dog in South Texas, and we spent. You know, a night at the JW Marriott, yeah. and then ran down to downtown, saw the Riverwalk, saw uh, the Alamo with the kids, dragging them through there, and then we went down south and picked up the dog and drove back. But anything in Austin, the Hill Country, I mean, you get in the Hill Country, it's like you're in another world. Yeah, yeah it really is. You were talking about B and B. Have you ever had a bad experience, Gabe, with uh, with the Airbnb? Or Airbnb and VRBO? No, I mean, I look pretty close to the reviews. I mean, I would I would rather that than a in a hotel, to be honest with you, just so you can yeah. just kind of immerse yourself in it. But no bad experiences. I love it. I'll tell you a, a place real close that's great is Glen Rose, Texas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah my wife is country. from there, actually. So we go and visit uh, quite a bit just to, you know, spend the day down there. But, yeah, yeah that's like – Fossil Rim. And right. That's, oh, yeah. that's kind of Valley. the uh, – if you want to get the hill country feel but don't want to go, you know, drive very far south, yeah. Glen Rose is a great place to go. I'll take yeah. to tell you a bad place, Jacksonville, Texas. That's where Jacksonville, uh, Texas? Yeah, that, that's where I graduated high school. It's very depressing uh, <laughs> and, and, and super sad. So just yeah. feel free if you're ever, like, really happy and everything looks really good in life, just – Take a quick trip down to the tomato capital of the world. Oh, in, wow. uh, in, in Jackson. They do have the Texas Bigfoot Conference there. They, they do. They do. Well, I did not know that. <laughs> you know what? Redacted. I take it all back. Yeah. Uh, guys, thanks for coming on. Again, uh, look forward to having you guys come in and do your own podcast with Where's My, My Parachute. And Gabe, you have a handful that you're kind of bouncing around right now. So looking forward to hearing you guys more often uh, on the RNCN network. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Have a right back on RNCN.
RNC and uh, you know what? You can go ahead and send Anna back in, in here because we have a good topic that I want her to be a part of. Do we? What yeah. Are, what do we got? Uh, it is about relationships, and we all are in relationships. Yes. Uh, so it'd be good to have a female perspective okay. on, on this topic. Yeah, Anna, uh, come, come on back if you don't mind. Hey, you know, Sarah Strackhouse had a funny B&B, Airbnb story. Oh, what was her story? It's not really funny, um, but she was staying at a place um, just this last weekend, I forget where, and. Yeah. She was talking about how, like, the morning before they left, I don't really know the details, uh, they were all, her and her friends were all hanging out in, like, the living room doing whatever, and they heard glass shatter. So they go in the bathroom, and the glass door to the shower at the Airbnb just, like, shattered by itself. I don't know if there was, like, a, a miniature earthquake or something, but, like, something fractured and the whole thing went down. Shattered Very glass. Very curious. Here's my thing. Suspect. No way she, like, they get out of not eating that, right? Yeah, like, no way. They're, they're totally going to get billed for that. Like, yeah. come on. Whoever whoever runs that Airbnb, whoever owns that house or apartment or wherever they yeah. stayed. Yeah. Like, you have to assume they broke it. Of course. Like, you know, you can't just, oh, it just broke by itself. Nobody's going to go for that. Actually, that, that happens. I, I well, read somewhere. Uh, no, it, I believe it, actually it happens. happens. Like, casually just, like, yeah. explodes. No, I, I believe it. Oh. Sure. I tried pitching that to my mom growing up several times. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it just broke. I it just know. broke by no, itself. Yeah. We weren't playing catch in the house. It just, it just shattered. <laughs> Yeah, very um, curious. I had another friend, and we'll, we'll get back to the topic here in a second. I had, another, I had a friend who went on an Airbnb experience, uh, and it was uh, awful because they found, like, a hidden door in the bottom <gasps> yeah, of the house, and it was, a, like, a secret basement. It was a secret basement in this house uh-huh. that looked like, because they did a Facebook Live, they like, much braver than oh I am. Oh, my God. They turned, like, their camera phone on with the light, and were, like, walking down and exploring this, like, hidden, like, locked, hidden murder room. Sure. What was down uh, there? Nothing. Like, Man. Like. Go ahead. Uh, and somebody then, storage space that they... <laughs> But it was like it was the size of the whole bottom floor. It's like a basement, but there's just no like other door besides a hidden door under a rug. Uh. And they just happen to find like a hollow sound on the floor, and they step on it, and like oh, so they pull it back, and of course you look into it, but there's no like stairs leading down, just a, a drop down hole. It's like a cellar in Evil Dead. Yeah. That yeah, that yeah. that isn't a problem. That's a feature. Okay. Yeah. That, no, I like that. That that Airbnb got some serious play on Facebook for that. People like check out this weird place. Well, How yeah. creepy is so this? It was yeah. fa- they were Facebook living is what it was. They were right. Facebook living and everyone's like, don't go 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 in there. Like like <laughs> I have that one, one on standby. They, they, the whole thing was like she said, hey, here's the address we're at. If we get taken, like. Call. Yeah. <laughs> oh Call my the God. cops. Um, we get taken. So, but that was their Airbnb experience. Wow. I, I brought Anna in because we're all in relationships, and I wanted a female perspective uh, for this last last break of the RNC and lunch break show. And it's the, the oh gosh, we're almost done, aren't we? Yeah, that I, went by so fast. Yeah. Time flies. I don't know if it was the year-round school topic that went too long. Yeah. Or the staycation vacation, but one. I don't of think them, it went long enough. We didn't settle them. anything. Yeah. We, we didn't get to the bottom of anything at all. All emotional. I know is Josh didn't like growing up in Jacksonville, and maybe that has something to do with him not liking <laughs> I only the summer. Spent a year. That tells you how bad Jacksonville. <laughs> I, I spent a year in Jacksonville, Texas. One and year. Hated it. It's all it took. Um, that was enough. To the point where I got depressed just traveling back to visit my parents oh wow like luckily they've moved out of jacksonville Mm -hmm. and if you're from there i'm sorry but it it's a sad town 
But the um, Bigfoot Museum, right? No, no, conference. Conference? Yeah, and I should say I actually misspoke. It was in Jefferson. So I, yeah. I, I oh, apologize. Oh, Jacksonville has absolutely nothing. Never they, mind. Have, they have the <laughs> tomato bowl, and that is about it. No redeeming qualities. But if you're ever in Jefferson, wow. it's a great place to visit, and the Texas Bigfoot <laughs> Conference is coming up this uh, fall. Jefferson, Jefferson Texas. is, lo- is a lovely town. It is. Um, so wait. Back to the topic. It says the question is why you should you should act single when you're in a relationship. Why you should act single when you're in a relationship. What? So just hearing hearing that sentence, mm-hmm. you should act single when you're in a relationship. What's the first reaction you have? Apprehension, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. treading lightly, I think, is a good place to go there. Because when you put the word single and relationship together, yeah. uh, it, it, it implies a little bit of um, vagueness, I so guess. I think if you take out take out the obvious, like, no extra, no extra, like, playing relation, the field. Yeah, playing the field. Yeah, no yeah. cheating. Take out the no cheating part, which is, you know, one of those deals. All the same rules of a relationship apply. Mm-hmm. But they said that you should act like you're single. And then what they mean by that is you should, like, spend time with your friends. You should have your own hobbies. You should do all of those things. And I know for a lot of people, when they partner up, they become, instead of two people in a relationship, they morph into one person who can do only the one thing. Right. They get joint Facebook accounts and things like that. There we go. That's exactly what I was going to point out. So the, they turn into your uh, Facebook Matt profile. Matt in the control booth, ladies and gentlemen. Woo-hoo. I love it. Ah, there we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well so, placed. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it, you know what? It's true. I, I would, we would say that my wife and I fall more under the category of we are a unit. We are a package deal. It's mm-hmm. funny. Only knowing one of you, like I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> I feel like you're totally separate people. Well, you know how many times? You know how many times I've, I, like, I've never once met you. Actually, I think. <laughs> Go ahead. I think I I, I think I might have met use. your wife once, yeah. but like everything everything you do is, is is independent seemingly. I know we're I know we're at work. This is a job, yeah. but like you you are totally your own person. You're your own identity. You go out and do your own things. You host a show. I don't know. Like right? Am I am I am I this, crazy? Th- this is it. You are seeing the height of my. <laughs> The only time you get to be yourself. Okay, go ahead and finish your point. I'm sorry. I'll say here, like we, I think we have merged more into one. Um, There are other things that I do that she doesn't do. Like I I love playing video games. Yeah. She, I think she likes playing Harry Potter on Wii. Okay. That's that's the extent of her Uh of her video game. Shout out to Harry Potter. Yeah, she loves it, Harry Potter. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we but we do a lot of the things. Like if you invite me when I was in the press tour kind of circuit and being invited to a lot of stuff. If you invite, if you invite me, she's coming. Okay. And if she can't come, I'm not going. Right. Um, and it was a deal that I just like I I get so little time with her because I have a full time job. Yeah. Uh, that if I'm going to be out doing something, I want her there for multiple reasons. One, if it's fun and exciting. I, why wouldn't I want to share that with her? Well, yeah, she's probably pretty cool, right? She is. You want to share her she's with the fun and exciting than I am. Yeah, 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 she is a much better representation of me than than actually me. Um, but for me, like that was always part of the deal. And for a lot of my friends, they don't get that. Right. Like she isn't a a woman who, like my guy friends, go, oh, I'm sorry, I said that. Like she is much more like open and free. Like she, like there's not a place that I would go. Uh, it's a better way of saying it. A place that I would go where I wouldn't want her there. Yeah. 
So why not why not bring her along? Sure, sure. Uh, this article would disagree with me and said that I had to have my own like independent like guys night out drinking beer and playing top golf or whatever, uh, which again I could do, but the, the, my thought is I would always invite her. Mm-hmm. Like she'd always be included, and if she wanted to go, great. Yeah. If she didn't. I I would in fact survive. Yeah. Um. But Anna's laughing at me. But I'm, I'm laughing. But I yeah. I'm not married, so I want to chip in on this. But Anna, you go well, first. But the thing is, like, you don't necessarily need to be married to yeah. be like that. I'm actually the exact opposite. Diego and I do share a lot of um of interests, but yeah. I'm like I'm a strong independent woman. I'm gonna do my own don't thing. Don't need no man. Do. Yeah. Honestly, I will be like, oh, I'm sorry. I think that's a girl's name. Yeah. But I would hang out with him exactly because we're both working and I'm like I enjoy his time. But when I guess when you have similar interests or the same interests, you do tend to hang out with the same people, especially if you have a ton of friends. But I still think it's so important to just like spend time apart. Like that way you have something to talk about when you get home. Oh, you know what I was doing today? Oh, and so and so there I met them and this happened and that happened. I think it's yeah. like the most important thing to be to be your own person and hang out with different people at some point. Matt, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think that's, I mean, well, first of all, I'll, I'll check in on Facebook here. Amanda on Facebook says, don't be too dependent on your significant other. So I think she agrees with that. Yeah. And uh, Diego on Facebook says, be yourself. Remember uh, who you are and who your loved one uh, fell in love with. So yeah. I think that's, that's fair is like, don't give away too much of your own personality in order to, you know, uh, be, become more of a single unit, I guess, is what he's trying to say there. Um, and yeah, I agree. Like, I'm, I'm happy to. I don't have a problem with Megan going on girls' nights out and things like that. I get to stay home and you know watch movies and play video <laughs> games if I want to. Yeah. Um. But so, and I've, I've never had a problem with it. And I, I think she would probably feel the same way if I want to go. Uh, watch wrestling, then uh, she's probably not going to come along with me to, to do but, that. So, but like I guess, like for my argument, it's not that my wife. I'm not because I've never said before, "Hey, you can't come." Right? Have you ever said, "Hey, this is a guys only thing. We're watching WWE Ultimate Smackdown." Oh no, I, I typically. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't say never. I, I I don't know that I've ever said no. You're not coming or anything like that. I, I may have uh, just not invited her because I knew she wouldn't want to go. But most of the time, if I'm if I'm going somewhere, I'll say, hey, do you want to, do you want to come? And, um, like, you know. To me, and again, I may be uh, completely wrong, which is a good chance. But if there's ever a moment where you're like, ooh, I, I need a break. I don't know, a break. I want to get away and just have like, just my guys. And I don't want my wife to be there. Like That to me would be like one of those like, hmm. I want to. I want to investigate that thought process more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I feel like this article is not saying uh, if you feel like you have to do this, like you have to get away. It's just saying don't be afraid to um, still have friends that you hang out with that do, that don't doesn't include your yeah. your it, spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. What, yeah. it, what it's saying is exactly it's saying keep your single attitude toward your friends, your career, and everything that makes you who you are. Right. You need to live life outside of your relationship so that you're not too dependent on that person, uh, on the person that you love. Yeah, yeah, I've seen people do this. I've especially seen people do this when they have children, where it's just they don't have any uh, relationship with anyone else in their life unless that person also has a kid that they can go do kid stuff with. But otherwise, it's, it's you know, like their, their single friends or their un, unchildrened friends – 
If that's a word, I don't think that's yeah. probably a word. Um, that's a status. Uh, childless. Yeah. Childless. childless. Yeah, that's probably what I was looking for. Um, yeah, it's it becomes you know, it, and and right, I understand why. I'm not saying like it's it's <laughs> how a, dare you. It's a problem, but I'm just saying like that happens. My my best one of my best friends right now is a single uh, childless guy, mm-hmm. and I we hang out uh, probably once every other week. Yeah. Uh, and he, he uh, like basically comes along and does whatever we're doing. Like he goes and he's, you know, he's uncle Peter and he does, uh, like he gets dressed up in the Santa Claus outfit for the, the Santa pictures. And oh, wow. he was the Easter awesome. buddy for the Easter pictures. And so like those kind of things, like we include him. Yeah. Uh, and I, I am not looking forward, like selfishly, I'm not looking forward to him getting, a girlfriend, like serious long-term girlfriend, because that's going to change that. Right. Like right now, he has the independence to do whatever he wants and go wherever he wants, hmm. uh, whenever he, he wants, because he's a single unit. Uh, but when you choose to date someone or you choose to marry someone, yeah, you're choosing no longer to be an individual. You're choosing to be a unit, choosing to be a group. Right. And that comes with consequences, and not they're not, not bad. Consequences don't have to be bad, but I don't get. I no longer, now that I'm a married man, yeah. I no longer get to say, I'm going to do something. Right. I had to think about my wife and my child and the implications of whatever I do uh-huh. and how that affects her and my son. Right. And so I think that's the reason why I would disagree with this, that you can't think about yourself as being a single unit because you're not ever until you're no longer married and until your kid's 18, you're not a single unit. You are forever bound to yeah. someone and something. I, I have a, a nugget of wisdom from the great rapper Will Smith. Please. Uh, yeah. Who said sure, of course. in one of his very recent motivational videos, because he kind of does those now. Oh, Jesus. Um, he was <laughs> does he have the Will Smith clock? Well, he was talking about uh, <laughs> how funny rock clock drop for anybody who doesn't know. Um, yeah, he was talking about he and him and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, and how, yeah, he doesn't think of himself as like one unit moving along a track. He said, I think of our relationship and she does as well as we're both our own train, right? We're, we're both doing our own thing. At some point in our lives, we came together and we were like, Hey, this is cool. So we're on the same track together. There's two different tracks that have like, yeah, <laughs> but that then makes that's sense. one train. No, no, no. I'm sorry. We're on two different tracks. They're just right next to each other. Okay. Going our tracks are speed. going simultaneously. And at this some is getting point, complicated. God forbid, our, our trains veer off away from each other, but we're still our own people. You were your, your own person before. You'll always be your own person. You just choose to share things with that other person. Yeah. Yeah. So I but think that's, that makes but sense. That's not, but that's not accurate because you are on the same track. Yeah. Because if if your both of your trains are going, it's basically like you've just meld into a mega train. Right. You can decouple or whatever it is, and your trains become decouple. <laughs> You're right. This is getting complicated. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Will Smith is not known for his analogies. It's for his his horrible prepping and, and his humor. Horrible, his humor, sir. Please, and sir. His humorous <laughs> acting. Stop. You're embarrassing but, like, yourself. Then. That that to me though, like if you're choosing to couple, you're yeah. choosing. To merge your trains together, yeah, you are on the same track because uh-huh. whatever I do affects that train. If Will goes off and does something, it affects it affects her. Well, yeah, right? I don't think this Kinda. is saying act like an a hole and, and completely for, like, <laughs> forget about your family. No, it's no, just... no. But I'm saying, no matter what it is, if 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 I stay an hour late today at work, it's not being an a hole. It's just hey, I really want to like get this work done. 
that that affects my wife. Yeah, but you would uh, I would I would think that if you were going to have to stay an hour late, you would say, "Hey, I'm going to stay an hour I I will need to stay an hour late." Sure. Is that okay? And if she ha really had a problem with it, you'd be like, "Okay, I'll try to figure something but else out." But even if it's okay, and again, I I'm, I'm sorry, I know we're running past time. I apologize. <laughs> we're going to wrap this up. But even if it's okay, you know she goes, "That's totally fine. I understand that you have a job and you're providing for our family and I appreciate that." It still affects her. So impacts her life. When she has her girls' night, when she used to work for a different company, and then all the girls would go out and like have like uh, margaritas, and I would never want to go to that. But when they would go out and do that, that still impacted my life, positively, negatively, both. Right. It impacted me. Did you go? No. Why? Because I chose not not to go. See, that's your thing. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't, I'm not saying you have to be independent or you have to be dependent. I'm right. just saying that no matter what you do, uh -huh. it impacts the other person. Yeah, but just because it impacts doesn't mean it's you can't good. do it. Yeah. You, right, right. But I'm saying that it's a cause and effect kind of that, thing. Yeah. That's why you're no longer an individual. You're a group. Is I I moved in with Christine a little over a year ago, and we've been dating for a very long time. So that was that is still <laughs> <laughs> still a big step for us. Yeah, and I uh, it, it's been good, and I really enjoy it. But there was a weekend um, about this time last year where it, I was coming up on my birthday. And Christine was going to a convention in Houston, big anime convention. She was super excited about it, went great. But she was going and she was like, well, I'm gonna go to this convention, you got the weekend. And I was like, okay, wait, hold on. You're gonna leave me here on my birthday weekend and take off and you're gonna go do your own thing. And she was like, are you seriously telling me as a guy you don't want a weekend where there's nobody else in your life and you can drink all of the beer and eat all of the pizza you want? And that's when it hit me. I was like, oh my God, she knows me better than that I That is do. what I want. How did she know? I didn't even know I wanted that till you said it, and now I'm like, that's the greatest idea ever. That only works, by the way, for girls. <laughs> yeah, if I ever told my wife, you're telling me you don't want some smelly it's guy true. walking around, and she'd be like, don't, don't pull that. Like, guys yeah. are basic. We're yeah. basic beings that women can manipulate so easily. Mm. That is proof positive. Right there. Yeah, she's she's got me all figured yeah. out. But we're our we're our own people. Sure. Yeah. I'm my own person. I I say things and sure. do things that annoy her and make her feel like ugh, I'm I married him. Ha ha. Whatever it is. But like, there's things that I do that make me an individual. We're right. not like this. We don't share a brain. Uh, we don't do any of those kind of things. But what I'm saying is that you're no longer in. You are coupled. That that thought right. of being an individual right. has to be gone. Just as just as my wife just commented that uh, you lost all credibility by insulting the artist who brought us Miami, <laughs> so I would I would absolutely agree with her on that statement. Ami yeah. Ami, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, again, so that again, I'm sorry we ran a little late. I wanted to make sure we got that point across. And thank you, Megan, for the post. Uh, you sure. are correct. I, I I did get jiggy with it a lot when I was in high school. Uh, that was that was a great. It's a song. good album. Good album. It's a good. Uh, album. Look forward to seeing you guys on Monday. Again, we're off Good Friday on Monday back here on uh, RNCN, the Lunch Break Show.